Welcome to the Shulamite Podcast, an extension of Shulamite Ministries and Shulamite.com, with weekly interviews and teaching with author and speaker Martha Kilpatrick and hosted by John Enslow. This weekly podcast is a way to stay connected to the ministry. So come experience anointed messages, not giving just another method, but a living impartation. Here's the, uh, we're talking about the um, David Wilkerson and, and, and his prophecy about the season that we're in. He said, I see a plague coming on the world and the bars, churches, government shut down. The plague will hit New York City and shake it like never before been shaken. The plague is going to force prayerless believers into radical prayer, into their Bibles, and repentance will be their cry from the true men of God in the pulpit. And out of it will come a third great awakening that will sweep America and the world. That's, that's back in 86, David Wilkerson said that. It's amazing. The Methodist Church is split between conservatives and liberals. The conservative are building a not a Methodist institution, but they are they're building a conservative platform, where they call it the orthodoxy of believing the scriptures, and they've called it the awakening. That's what they're praying for, travailing for having meetings about, they're calling for, they're, they're praying for a, the awakening. So that's the word they call it, which speaks to me, because that's what, that's the word he used. Oh my gosh, I didn't read this scripture. So to resist authority is to resist the divine order of God, which results in severe consequences. I didn't read anything of Watchman Nee either. I was going to do that. Um, Isaiah 26, 8 and 9, kind of appropriate with what we're discussing and also the link that you sent. But, uh, yea, in the way of thy judgments, O Lord, have we waited for thee. For when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. The next verse says, but they don't learn it. Well, if men, this is the... Book of all books on authority is Watchman Nee. If, if we are to serve God, subjection to authority is the absolute necessity. Obedience transcends our work. Then he says, consecration does not cover the sin of rebellion. I don't even understand what that means. You can't live with God in the state of rebellion to authority. I've often wanted to know the story to follow people who were extreme, radical haters of authority. I've always, often wanted to have one story that you could trace the consequences. To resist authority is to resist the divine order of God, which results in severe consequences. See, we don't know. We don't know. We don't believe there's consequence to our rebellion. But rebellion is his witchcraft. And the basis of life, of a Christian life, is, and this is the foundation that he's trying to build, he can only build it through uh, our obedience. But our obedience causes a structure to be created within us that is immune to the storm. Does that make sense? 
He wants to build a foundation within us that we are unshakable, undefeatable. And that basis is the knowledge of God as sovereign. And if we reject that process, it's really frightening. The wonderful thing about even a small group like ours coming under authority is that it shakes the world. It's not just our little corner. Something happens in the heavenlies, don't you think? Gee, that yes. And when the United States gets under authority, it wraps the earth. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not mm -hmm. just talking about Trump. I'm talking about little pockets mm -hmm. of believers who mm -hmm. are, nobody even knows exist, mm -hmm. that actually changes the what's going on in the heavens because God moves in response to the people who obey him. Yeah. And then the whole earth is shaken or set free. Set free from the demonic or That's exactly what I was trying to say, that I have a new realization of the power of a group with the same mind. And that's why I told you who I was at the beginning, because I know that that y'all have come to that issue on one ground or another. And that is the power that we can wield. It is. Like those two little women on yes. the coast of yes. Scotland. They were nothings. To anybody. They had no power. And they created a world revival. We could do that too. We could, we, this little group, if it got in line with the Holy Spirit and with the order of God, could pray. Well, I think John sees that, that we, John and I, have, are experiencing a new, what, anointing, a new, t a new day, a resurrection. And I, I really think our, our group is about to become new, individually and together. I don't know how that will look, but... Well, even um, on the... Uh I don't know if it was on the post or a podcast. I think it was on a post. Um, Sandy from uh, Brazil, she said she didn't know where I went. She commented, she said, in all the years, John, your voice has never been this loud. Is it just me or is there a shift happening? My head is bowed and my ears are open. I dare not fail this test. And I think that, I think that's... Is that your answer? No, no, no. no that's no, what she said? No, I, I said... There may be Sandy, I will be praying about it. All I can tell you is that I'm taking my place in a lot of realms. The whole crisis is a shaking that is exposing cores and, and giving opportunity to repent, seek God, and to get in our position. Without the test, we probably would never find out the reality of who Christ is in us. John, I can attest to what you just said. Um, I read your blog that morning, and, and um, I said something to... Joan, I said, hmm, a little difference there. It's uh, quite a bit stronger than I've ever in all the years that I've been reading. 
um, I just noticed a big difference and change as far as your uh, strength and uh, and the um, message, the power of the message. That's crazy. Really. You weren't aware of that. I wasn't aware of it. No, I, I, I did know it was strong, but it's not like I, you know. In the past, it seemed like you were, I, I guess, edited or, or somewhat, your message was always good and, and challenging, but there was something about this that was more um, uh, imminent, imminent, fiery, imminent. You know, it's okay. time. Wake up. Okay. Time to wake up. Tell them that you are taking authority over whatever God's given you, that that's been exactly where you are, and that authority is manifesting in your writing. I'm taking my oh. position. Oh, yeah. you're taking your position. Absolutely. When the Lord's been calling him to come up and take his position even though he doesn't know exactly what it is, but to come up higher. And, and he's, he's bewildered, said yes, and so it's manifesting, Dave. It really is. I agree with you. But it's, it's all about authority. If you will take the authority that, that God has given you and operate in it, then you'll rule and reign things just by authority. I listen to Derek Prince uh, a good bit when I'm cooking. He has uh, wonderful YouTube sermons that you can look at and, and learn a lot. And I've learned a lot, but Derek Prince talks about principalities over nations. And in the early 70s, um, he, he called the United States the principality over us uh, rebellion. He didn't just single us out and say just us alone, because he talked about Britain, that the principality that was over Britain was pride, but it has so pierced me that the principality over us is rebellion because uh, where rebellion is, there is witchcraft, and we see a lot of witchcraft in our day today. When the president called for us to stay home and started closing things down, they showed the picture of the beach, thousands of people on the beach, close in with each other. And I thought, that is the picture of rebellion. That's the people went berserk having parties. People went berserk having, doing whatever they liked. They were free, free of their jobs. And, and so they considered that freedom to do excess of every kind. They believed it was a, a, okay. a liberty to yes. basically go have a vacation. Uh, oh, how? Yeah. Free vacation. In disregard of the, of the plague. And there was a 21-year-old young woman that disregarded. And she wrote on the Internet. She said, uh, I, I disregarded it and went and did what I wanted to do, and now I have the disease. And she was not... She knew. She said, I'm warning you, obey this. I didn't, and now I have the flu. The flu, and I'm in bad shape. And we learned that people drove from Atlanta to to get all the food from our stores, so and we wouldn't have any. And that, oh, I think that's awful. They drove up here to get the food that's left us lacking. They cleaned our shelves out. They cleaned the all, shelves. All the meat. They took all the meat. They took everything. They went in, and we weren't rationing. They were rationing down in Atlanta. They weren't rationing up here, and they came right up here and bought it all. Mm -hmm. And then we were like, oh, crap. What are we going to do now? And we've seen cars from all over northern United States, Ohio, where Wisconsin, Ohio, 
of people are coming to the mountains to get away from the plague and bringing the plague to us. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed the Shulamite podcast. For all the latest from Shulamite Ministries, please visit us at shulamite.com, where you'll find Martha's daily devotions, posts from getalongwithgod.com, and the online library of all of Martha's writings. At shulamite.com, downloading the free Shulamite app is easy, and livingchristianbooks.com is only a click away. Thank you for joining us on this journey to discover a God worth knowing.